Hey, how are you doing? Dean Dwyer, welcome to another episode of The Mindset Show. And I wanted to share something with you today that I wrote in my journal. And so what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to read, it's not a very long entry, but I'm going to read it to you and then I want to break it down for you. And uh, I had a, a stupid joke. I was going to try and sort of rap, like break it down. But I'm not going to do that because I said before that I wouldn't rap anymore because I'm not a rapper. Uh, but what I'll do is I will break that down for you and explain uh, how I'm thinking about it. And then uh, we'll tie that back into how you can use it. But a couple things that I have to remind myself to do every time I start a show. Two reminders for you. Number one, pay attention to your thoughts that come up while you're listening to this. Even if they're unrelated to what I'm talking about, if they're coming to the surface, they're coming to the surface for a reason, they're important, pay attention, uh, capture them, and then do whatever it is you need to do to address that. And number two, um, don't get caught up with – so one of, the, one of the mistakes that we make as humans is that we only use ideas within the context within, within which they're taught. Apparently, that's a hard thing to say. But we only use ideas within the context that they're taught. So if somebody uses an example that is in the weight loss space, we go, oh, well, I don't have an issue with that. So this, this doesn't mean anything to me. So I'm not going to listen. It's like, no, you're missing the point. There's a principle there. It's like uh, I'm always amazed when I see these highly successful business people who have these incredible principles that allow them to be successful with their business and yet they have bodies that look awful and it's like dude you're not applying the principles to business to your body they still that those things apply anyhow i'm getting all worked up about that but um so i'm going to be talking there's a principle at play pull the principle out and don't disregard it just because you may think well that doesn't that, that I don't have a problem in that area of my life. Take it and use it in some other area where you do have a problem. So now that I got that out of the way, let me, um, let me give this example some context. So I have alluded to this before, but I have created a protocol for myself called the Successful Body. I own that URL. That is going to become a premium course that I am going to be offering in the near future. But at the moment, I'm just, it's just something that I do for myself and I am perfecting it and working through some of the teaching aspects and things that I know that students would struggle with. And so I'm sort of, I'm documenting everything that I'm doing. And I said, sort of putting this, I've got a whole model in place and everything else. But uh, part of my successful body protocol is that every single day I have 10 vital behaviors that I must do without fail. Now, a vital behavior is, are the, so first of all, the vital behaviors that I have have taken me a couple of years to figure out what those were. I started this process a few years back and what I initially thought were my vital behaviors, uh, most of those are not, some of them are, some of them I got right, right away, but others was sort of trial and error. But I have 10 things I do every single day and it's, the idea is to get the most for the least. So how do I get uh, maximum return on building a successful body without burning myself out? Because that was my biggest problem in the past is that I always did way too much, way beyond what I was capable of doing. And what that ended up doing is it burned me out. And so it wasn't sustainable. So I could apply sheer force and I would get results for three or four months. And then I would literally collapse from exhaustion. Everything would fall apart 
And then, you know, I had to, you know, I had to try and go through another three or four month recovery to get myself back to doing, you know, the things I was doing. And it was just, it was always sort of this yo-yo. And those of you who struggle with your weight, you can, you, you can relate to this, right? It's, you know, it hasn't been, um, you know, you haven't struggled with it your whole life. You've had moments of success, but usually that success comes at the cost of burning you out. And so I, I've been no different. And so this time around, I thought that's, that's one of the biggest problems that I need to address. Ten vital behaviors. One of those vital behaviors is um, fasting 12 to 14 hours a day. So with regards to fasting, now for some people... I, also known as intermittent fasting, but um, it's a concept I'd heard about years ago, and I started playing around with it uh, a little a little while ago, back in 2018. And I, when I started, I, I had I had great success. And but my problem was, and why I have fasting on my list is that I'm a night eater, and I have been my whole life. Uh, well. Since I was, I think, about 24. And what I mean by night eater is I wake up in the middle of the night and I eat. And sometimes, uh, you know, like sometimes I might get up and I'll make eggs. Um, what it had been, you know, when I was, you know, more, you know, last year. Sorry, apparently I can't speak now. But when I had this happen last year was um, I was eating healthier things like raw nuts. But I was eating a lot of like raw cashews. And so I would have like 150 grams of cashews at night, sometimes over two or three, like I'd wake up two or three times and I'd have 50 grams and 50 grams and 50 grams. And that's like, I think that's almost 800 calories just with that, just just that night eating. So anyhow, night eating was a problem and it was habitual. I just had gotten so used, I didn't even think about it. I'd wake up, have to go to the washroom or whatever and then I'd kind of stumble in the kitchen, I'd grab something to eat and I'd go back to bed. And I think my mindset at that time was that, by eating, it would like having to digest my food would make me tired because I would need the energy to do that, and it would tire me out. It was just terrible, faulty logic, but that's how I, I think that I was thinking about it back then and why I would do it. So I realized that I needed to clean that up, and it wasn't easy. Uh, the first week was hard. Like I would wake up and I'd stand at the door frame before I went up the stairs. And I had to sort of walk my, I had a whole self-talk that I was going to do. I also had a strategy where I would go outside and walk around in the driveway at like two or three in the morning just to, just to kind of keep my mind off it and, and get myself thinking straight so that I could, I could get through it. I would drink water. I had a bunch of different strategies that I used. Anyhow, I got, I finally, I finally got it under control. And I remember after about day 30, I thought, I got this, man. I got this in the bag. And I'm not kidding, probably about three days, actually not even three days later, I think about two days after I said that, I woke up in the middle of the night, wasn't even thinking, I was totally on autopilot, I went upstairs and I had something to eat, and 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 I woke up in the morning, I'm like, oh man, I'm like, okay, well let's just get started again, and I didn't make it through that night, and I didn't make it through the night after that, and before you know it, I was right back to eating at night, and this went on for another three or four months. Again, if you've ever struggled with your weight, then you can relate to these sorts of things, right? This is something that uh, for other people, like they don't eat at night, not an issue, never thought about eating at night, um, so they don't need to worry about it, but this has always been a big issue for me. So um, when I started my successful body protocol, fasting was back on my, that was one of my vital behaviors, that uh, 
that gets me results, gets me uh, maximum results with minimal effort. And in this case, minimal effort is I'm not eating at all, but the effort comes from actually making sure that I don't eat. So I wanted to read to you what I wrote in my journal. So uh, the journal also is, it's a, it's a combination of a spreadsheet with a link to a journal. So I have, a, I said, my scorecard, I give myself a score every single day. And uh, my 10 items, each is worth one point. The goal is perfection. Uh, also a new mindset. I may t- I'll talk about that at another point. But I give myself a score every single night. And then I write up a journal entry. And the journal entry can depends what happens that day and what's going on. But um, some of them, you know, some of them can be quite detailed. Others are just short and sort of summaries of what happened. And uh, but on this particular day, I there was there were three things that um, were newsworthy for me. And this was the third one. So I'll read you the entry and then I'll just sort of break it down and tell you how I was thinking about it. So number three, stay afraid. This is a reminder to myself not to get overconfident with my abilities. This came up because I've been thinking how effortless it has become to fast. Not eating at night was so difficult not so long ago, and now I don't even think about it. I feel like I have the problem solved for good, but that's resistance talking. That's resistance trying to get me to let my guard down, to lower my standards for just a second. This happened to me once already with regards to fasting. Resistance kept, uh, resistance crept in and convinced me that I had things all figured out. And a few nights later, I was eating at night, and then it took me another three months to get back on track. So uh, the last part I had already told you about. But that's what I, I wrote about. So the mindset that I am looking to adopt here is to stay afraid. And in this case, it's a healthy fear. It's a healthy fear of my overconfidence where I start thinking, oh yeah, I don't need to worry about this anymore. The moment that you start thinking that way, you know that danger lurks not too far ahead. Um, it's, it's sort of like uh, athletes talk about this. The moment that you, like when you when they have big matches, right? Say uh, uh, there's a big tennis tournament going on. Like these guys get nervous before their match. The moment that you stop being nervous, uh, you're in trouble. Right, so it's the same thing with this sort of stuff. When you you should have a healthy fear of those demons that you've conquered, so that they don't have a chance to sort of you know get their foot in the door and and force their way back into your life. And as I said, I didn't recognize this the first time, and I got overconfident. And I'm like, oh, I've got this all under control, and I I felt this kind of thinking sort of creeping over me. For the last couple of days, I'm like, man, this has really been effortless. And it's like, dude, you've done this once already before. This is exactly how resistance gets in. And I'm not going to do a talk on resistance today, but resistance is a term that I'm stealing from Stephen Pressfield. He's an author. He wrote a, a book on it. He actually wrote the book for authors, but I actually think it's a great book for anybody that struggles with their weight because resistance is that it's a villain. It's this villain that lurks within us. And it, it comes with a whole host of character traits that I'll talk about on another podcast. I'm going to make a note to actually do something specifically on resistance because it's something that I am always aware of now. Now that I know the characteristics of resistance. Uh, so, for example, this was an example of resistance. Resistance has a way to make you think, no, no, you, this is good. You relax. You don't have to worry about it. Like it looks for ways to get you to let your guard down. So it, it throws out 
faulty logic and all sorts of things that are very seductive. And so I almost fell for it. I almost fell for this like, yeah, 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 I've got this under control. I need to be afraid when it comes to fasting is don't let my guard down. I am always literally just one meal away from opening up, you know, opening that whole thing up again. And I've already experienced it once where, again, I had it for 30 days. I thought I was under control. The whole thing fell apart. And I know how hard it is to get back. So that was my little message for today. So what's, what's the value for you? Well, again... I said there's, maybe there's a whole lot of things that I've talked about today that will have value for you. But I think when it comes to um, whatever what, – if you have something in your life that you're struggling with that you have been able to rein in, have a healthy fear of that thing. Like never, ever let your guard down with that. Like don't, you know, don't assume like, oh yeah, it's something like, again, uh, people who quit smoking, right? Like you think, oh yeah, I've got this. I've seen people who've quit for years and they just, again, resistance got them at a moment when they were feeling weak and now they're smoking again. Or, you know, and again, you, you see this in all aspects of life, right? People who early rises, whatever it is, you, you, you have probably have examples. If you've got something figured out, do not lose your fear of that thing. Have a healthy fear for it so that you will always be on guard and you will always make sure that you do the things you have to do to make sure that that exists, regardless of what area of life um, you know, that we're talking about here. And that's it. That's all I wanted to – I said I just – I thought that that was – for me, it will be an exciting mindset moving forward is, you know, we, we always talk about the fact that fear is such a negative thing. And I want to use it as a positive thing to make sure that I continue to do the things that I must to continue to um, make sure that my this successful body that I built for myself lasts not just for months, but we're talking about years and decades. So I hope you have a great rest of today. I hope you have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk again soon. Ciao.